0: Hi, and welcome back to our series in Spiritual Warfare, Week 6. In this section, we'll be considering together the armor of God. What is the armor of God? You know, I like to think of when I was a kid, you know, putting on the, the, the plastic breastpiece and, and, the, and the helmet and, and taking up the sword like a Roman soldier. But is that the way we ought to think of the armor of God? Or should we understand that they're actually quite different? Well, ultimately, to put on the armor of God is to put on Christ in his saving power. So let's consider together each piece of the armor as it's described in Ephesians chapter 6. First, in verse 14, the first part of the verse, is the belt of truth. This is really an allusion to the Old Testament, Isaiah 11 verse 5. It was a messianic prophecy of the Savior who would come from the line of David, the one who comes as a conquering warrior, wearing the belt of truth and bringing justice to the earth. See, the belt of truth, friends, is what holds us up. It's the truth of Christ and his perfect love, his saving power, and his amazing grace to keep us together when we're confronted with the devil's lies. Next up is, in the second part of verse 14, the breast piece or breastplate of righteousness. Whose righteousness is this? It's Christ's. The righteousness that we have by faith, as Romans 3.22 says. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. But this breastplate is not a merely defensive piece of equipment. We see the Lord himself armed with a breastplate of righteousness in Isaiah 59.17. In this scene, the Lord comes to bring justice and mercy on the earth. And observing this, uh, this passage, David Pallison writes Seeing Christ, we stand up, do what is right, and say what is constructive. We join Jesus' mission. Any act of goodness builds the communion of saints, it builds relationship. It's a righteousness that pushes back the kingdom of darkness, evil, unkindness and hate, and fills the world with the light of God's love. The next piece of equipment we're told to take up is in verse 15, the shoes of the readiness by the gospel of peace, and yet another allusion to the Old Testament, specifically to Isaiah chapter 52, verse 7, which says this, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who publishes peace, who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation, who says to Zion, Your God reigns. As Christians, we come as people bearing the good news of Jesus Christ, who lived, died, and was raised for the salvation of all who believe in Him. So you and I are called to take up these shoes as well, that our feet might be, bring us to the people who most need to hear the message that Christ has won the victory. And then we invite any and all who are willing to follow him. Verse 16, the next piece of armor is the shield of faith. Now, this piece of armor is intended to describe a protective reality. The Psalms make frequent reference to a shield, like Psalm 18 as one example. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield, and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Who is our shield? What is this shield of faith that we take up? It is ultimately God himself. It's not the strength of our faith that is going to protect us. It is the object of our faith, namely Christ, who will shield us from our darkest spiritual enemies. The next piece of armor that we see in Ephesians 6 is in the first part of verse 17, the helmet of salvation. Again, back to Isaiah 59 verse 17, the Lord is ultimately the one who wears this helmet. Christ our Savior has become to us the helmet of salvation, the one who equips us with all that we need for battle, and he will surely bring the victory as the one who has gone before us. In the second part of that verse, verse 17, it's the sword of the Spirit that we're called to take up. And really, the sword of the Spirit is just another way of saying the same thing. It's the Word of God uh, that helps us in the fight. We are equipped with the truth of Christ, which informs every aspect of our life. See, the living and active Word of God, as Hebrews 4.12 speaks about it, is how we wage the battle for our lives. We let Scripture inform our experiences, the joys and sorrows that we all face, knowing that we will surely be victorious in the end. And last but not least, verse 18, we're called to take up all prayer and supplication. We pray in the Spirit, not only for ourselves, but also for our fellow warriors who fight to the left and to the right, Each of us need this whole arsenal from God, the equipment that he has given us in Christ. And so let us pray together for God's truth and strength, for his gospel, his protection and salvation to empower all of his children that we might fight together in the fight for our lives.